It's Slim Baby. Let's get into it. Okay, y'all, let's get into the power of wounded worship, okay? So this is coming from Luke chapter 13, verses 10 to 13. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman there, which had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. And was bowed together and could in no wise lift herself up. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Let's talk about it. Worship is a very powerful, mighty force, okay? It is a force. I don't know how y'all worship, but when I worship, I, I, I tend to cry. Every time I worship, I tend to cry. Whether it's happy tears or tears of me begging God for help or just me being like so proud to be the daughter of such a amazing king, it's sometimes the, the feeling is overwhelming. The amount of love that I feel just feeling his presence as I'm sitting here praising him, lifting up his name, it's it's a mighty force, okay? So I don't know if you have not felt that feeling before, you need to real like reevaluate how you're praising. I'm not gonna lie to you. You need to feel that force. It's so powerful, it's so moving. You need to feel it, right? There's something more powerful about wounded worship though. The kind we give when our world is collapsing, or when you're in the midst of your pain, you know, you can, I don't even know how to say it. You can have everything in life going well for you. Job is fine. Bills are paid. Kids are cool. Relationship is cool. You know, go to church every Sunday. Thank you, God, for another great week. You know, cool. But your worship is not the same as the person who's next to you at church whose bills are piling up, who just received news that she's sick, who just lost a loved one, whose whose children are straying away, whose relationship she feels like her husband's cheating on her or his wife is cheating on him. You're not, you're worship. And I'm not saying you need to be, like force yourself into situations, crazy situations where you can experience wounded worship. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just saying, that sometimes God places these situations in our lives. He creates a sense of our world is collapsing. He creates pain in your life or he allows pain to enter your life because that type of pain is what's going to push you to him. When you feel like you have no options, I don't know what to do. I can't pay my bills. I don't know what to do. I'm so sick. I don't know what to do. My kid is, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then it comes to a point where, like, you try everything humanly possible and it's still not adding up for you. It's not doing what it needs to do. So it comes to a point where you just get to your knees and fall before the Lord and say, God, please. God, please, I need you. I need, I need, I need you. You know, I need your help. I need your glory. I need your, 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 your healing, dear Lord. And in that 
in that way you might think oh is that worship though if you're sitting here asking him for things and but you have to understand like the reason why you even feel like you can approach him about these things is because you know he has the power the ability and is able to fix it for you in a way you're already calling him you are the most high dear lord only you and only you can can take me out of the situation dear lord jesus for you are the most high you are the that's that's wounded worship okay so one thing i like about pastor jackson almost every time he has a sermon he um lists like three things so like for this one he goes um worship and the first one goes worship involves the people of god god designed an intimate relationship with him okay you can't sit here and think i can worship god and you're not like a man of God or a woman of God, like you're not people of God. You can't just show up to him and be like, listen, sir, I know I'm not really a believer, but you know, I kind of need help here. Like that's not going to work. He has created the opportunity for you to have and create an intimate relationship with him. So it's kind of just like, imagine you haven't talked to somebody in so long, but you know, this person has the power to help you with certain things, but your friend, you haven't talked to them in so long. And then you just hit him up when you feel like it, like, oh, like, I haven't heard from you in a minute, da 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 but you think you could do this for me? You think you could do that for me? I'm trying to fix a problem. That's not going to work. You have to, you know, even when, even when, um, you have friends like that, I mean, in general, it kind of just lets you know, why would I want to be friends with somebody like that? But you just can't do that with God. It's something, it's, it's different. Everything is different when it comes to God. You cannot sit here and compare human relationships to the relationship and the intimacy of a relationship with God. You could try, like I just sat here and tried, but it was tough for me to do so because God is is a divine being. And we are just measly little humans. So get your relationship right with God, okay? So you can worship appropriately. Worship comes from even from just praying, like regular everyday praying, like talking to God on an everyday basis about your day and about, you know, your worries and this, that, and the third. It comes from that. So that's why it says it involves people of God, people who have an intimate relationship with him. And he's designed that for you. So there's really no excuse. I started asking people, what's your relationship with God? I'm starting to ask people that like in my life, I cannot be friends with somebody or deal with somebody that doesn't have one. You want to take me out on a date? You trying to touch my private parts and stuff? Mm, really? What's your relationship with God? You won't even be my friend? Mm, what's your relationship with God? Like, I don't got time for negative spirits around me. You feel me? And John verse 24 it says god is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in truth and in spirit so it can't just be out of word of mouth you can't sit here and only worship him from your mouth you have to feel that in your spirit that's why i told you worship is such a powerful mighty force it is a force number two worship involves and invites the presence of god a formal invitation to sit in the midst of our narrative Number three, worship invokes the power of God, a weapon in our arson. Stop trying to do wicked folk 
what wicked folk do to you. Use worship as your weapon. Man, when he said that one, I ain't even gonna lie. I already knew that was low-key towards me because I'm not big on revenge per se. I'll do it. I, 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 I like getting back, getting even in like the smallest, pettiest ways. Like I don't like to do big over the top like revenge. But like for me, it's like I'm gonna get my lick back. That's how I feel. But it's like the power of God. The power of God. Worship is a weapon in a good way. To worship God can bring so many blessings into your life. Can can push away so many different spirits. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, don't, don't fall into what these people are doing to you. What these wicked people are doing towards you. Worship. Thank God for what you do have. Let that spirit go away. Use your worship as your weapon. Pray. Pray. That's it. Just pray. You know, um, what is that that uh saying? Um like, you know, when like temptations come in near you and I like I, I rebuke you, I rebuke you, like stuff like that. Like that's a worship. Like I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I I'm I'm not I'm not tolerating no energy, no bad energy, no karma, no this, no that. In the name of Jesus. That's a worship. That's a prayer. That's a weapon. The devil finna be like, well, well, damn, guess I'm gonna have to try to circle back because shorty caught me there. You feel what I'm saying? I say this all the time and, you know, it's difficult to uh, really take this into full effect because when we're within our difficulties or our disappointments, um, it's hard to, to worship. It's hard to think, I need to go to God to worship. I need to go to God to worship. I need to go to God to worship. It's like, what? Why would I do that when he put this problem in my life? Right? And then you try to ignore it and life keeps getting worse and situations keep getting worse and things get worse and get worse to the point where you have no choice but to go back to Christ and say, you know what? I tried to do it on my own, dear Lord, but I need you. Right? So in the story with this woman at the synagogue, she's been sick for 18 years, right? It says, you could tell that she has been wounded by her, her mind, her body, and her spirit. She's bound spiritually, not possessed by evil spirit. She's bent over physically, broken psychologically, because imagine the profile of someone oppressed, depressed, and that could lead to suppression where you feel like you can't worship. Imagine this woman's been sick for 18 years, bent over. She cannot stand up straight. She is sick. People look at her crazy when she comes into the church. You know what I'm saying? She still comes to worship. 18 years, I can only imagine. And so she still comes to worship. And the thing about it is, it was, she preceded it. Like, understand that she didn't wait. She was already at the synagogue. It says, and behold, there was a woman there. 
she was already there. She did not wait. She was already there. And Jesus saw her and called her to him. She's still 18 years sick. And she still worshiped Christ. You need to learn how to worship Christ even in your difficulties, even in your problems. You can't just worship Christ when things go right. Who are you? What? Get it together. You need to believe and have faith and know when you worship. This is how I worship. When I worship, I thank God for what he's already done for me. I thank God even for the trials and tribulations that I've been through. The obstacles that he's put me through that I didn't understand at the time. But now I understand some of the things that you put me through was for a reason to make me stronger. I thank you, dear Lord Jesus, for those obstacles. I thank you, dear Lord Jesus, for helping me overcome the obstacles. Now, Lord Jesus, I'm asking you for help in this situation and this difficulty and this disappointment and this, you know, this problem that I'm dealing with right now. But before I can even ask you for help, I want to thank you for delivering me from this situation because I know you will because you provide and you are able. So I thank you in advance, dear Lord Jesus. I thank you, God, in advance for helping me with the situation that I haven't even opened my mouth to ask for help yet for. That's how you need to worship. Worship like this woman. She's been oppressed. She's depressed. And that type of situation in real life can lead to suppression where you don't want to do anything. You don't want to say anything. Pray. Why would I do that? I just want to go to sleep. I'm depressed. I'm oppressed. I'm suppressing. So... She, she has, let me, let me try to say this right, right. There's three things. She, she saw how, he saw rather, Jesus saw how she was, right? He saw how she was. She saw who she was and she saw where she was. How was she? Sick, bent over, but a believer. Who was she? A believer. A follower of Christ. And where was she? At the church, waiting for Christ. She was at church. Jesus, you see how 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 your worship, your wounded worship, can change the plans of Christ. Jesus was going there to give a message, to pray, to preach. He had no intentions of creating a miracle. We tend to sit and wait for a reason to worship when literally, regardless of what you're going through in life, just the air that you're breathing through your body, whether you have missing body parts or maybe you have impaired vision, impaired hearing, uh, maybe you have a, a disease process that's been passed down and there's nothing you can do about it. There's, there's so many different situations, but... Um, you don't need to wait to worship. You can worship right now. Be thankful that you're breathing, regardless of all these situations. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, I was about to be evicted and as stressful as that was, um, in my mind, I had to think, well, if I get evicted, I'll still thank God for a car to sleep in. You know what I'm saying? And not everyone has that option. But you always have to think like the worst that can happen to you is death. If you're not 
literally literally i'm not saying like oh i have cancer and i'm dying i mean like literally in the moment dying you have a reason to be blessed okay and sometimes even in that moment as a lot of people might not agree with this but even in your death it could be a blessing there's a lot of people who are really um in pain from these crazy diseases, these crazy chronic illnesses. And, you know, to other people, it may not seem like a blessing that, oh, uh, my grandma died or my aunt died or whatever. But for that person, it might have it might have been a blessing. Um, that's besides the point of what I'm saying as far as, you know, just always remembering the little things to be grateful for. Um, but you don't wait you don't wait your faith can change the plans of christ in a good way um so have faith continue to have work to worship it's like you have a boss and if you kept worshiping your boss nine times out of ten i mean they call you they might call you a uh a suck up a kiss up whatever um teacher's pet if you're in school or something like whatever but do you or do you not get blessed in some ways? I mean, if you're doing it too much or just doing it over the top, I mean, me as a boss, I'd be like, all right, cut it out. Like, you're annoying me. You're annoying the hell out of me, you know? But in general, like, if you do right by your superior, they'll do right by you as well. So give credit where credit is due. God deserves all the credit. So imagine how much worshiping you have to do. He deserves all the credit each and every day with every movement, every breath you take, every sip of water that you take, everything. So don't wait to worship. Wounded worship, and this is like the the message of the message. Wounded worship can get the Lord to change his plans. Right? That's what we said before. It presented the power of Christ. It displayed his power. Power in his talk and power in his touch. God can make anything happen. Wounded worship. Do not feel like you are inferior because your worship is based off of you being wounded right now. You being stressed out. You not knowing what to do. You are on your knees crying at church. Your worship is being heard. Your worship is so strong. The force the force that you're bringing into the church. The force that you're bringing before the Lord. It's something that he cannot ignore. He can't ignore and he can and that type of worship can change his plans for you. So get on your knees and pray, baby. <laughs> With that being said, the next episode is gonna be about why do certain things happen? Why do bad things happen to me? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? I'm a good person. I'm a good person. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. It's Slim Baby.